Hey everyone, my name is PJ Dunn and I am the Southwest Region Discipleship Consultant for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board and we're excited about today's topic. We say the word excited a lot and I keep telling myself not to use it because we got to find better words. I know that we're not as excited about excited as we used to be before the pandemic, but it's about like new normal. Anywho, we're kicking off today with a couple of friends and we're talking about online campus alignment with some guys that are doing it here in Georgia that are experts at it and are here to kind of speak into uh, different ways that we can do that. And so many of our churches, when we're out talking to them, had no clue that 2020 was going to have online streaming services on their bingo card. That was not even a box because they thought our church isn't ready for that. We're not going to do it. And within 24 hours, everybody said, how do I do that? Where's Facebook? And, and so we had a lot of guys hop on. We have 3,600 churches um, here in Georgia that we're helping to, to reach that next generation, to reach the current generation um, and shut-ins we're seeing. So it's, it's really all the generations are benefiting from this strategy um, that really has been out there. It's not technically anything new, but maybe people are just more open to it um, than they have been in the past. So uh, with me today, I have uh, Dr. Emery Berry. He's the pastor over at Green Forest Community Church in Decatur, Georgia. How you doing, Dr. Emery? Good to, it's good to see you all. Glad to be here. Glad you're here. And uh, we also have uh, Pastor Steve Browning, and he's over in First Alpharetta, Georgia. How are you doing this morning? Doing great. Good to see you guys today. All right. Glad you're here. And uh, we have Dr. Will Smith, and he's from First Redeemer. Uh, he's over in Cumming, Georgia, and he is the creative director. How, how are the creative juices this morning? <laughs> well, it's Monday, so we're, we're getting there. But uh, All right, grab the coffee. Good to be with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be here. So we're going to dive right in. Now, there's a blog that goes with this talk today, and uh, we encourage everybody to kind of dive into that too because we're talking about volunteers and um kind of how we accidentally started online campuses is really what we're addressing in that blog. But um, today we just kind of want to go around the horn and, and hear from everybody and, and hear what your thoughts are on these different things. So Dr. Emery, I'll let you go first. Uh, let's just talk about strategy. So in regards to your online worship service presence, uh, what's your uh, process look like, your strategy, how do you engage people, get information, you know, what, what's your goal when you're doing that. So if you can answer that question and, and a little bit about your church, that'd be really uh, great. Sure, great. Thank you again, uh, PJ, for the opportunity to share. Uh, Emory Berry, Grain Forest Community Baptist Church in Decatur. And uh, like many churches, uh, uh, the third week in March was probably a pivotal, pivotal one, one that we will never, ever forget. And so like most churches, we had to pivot on the dime. And uh, we were already doing, uh, streaming our services on YouTube uh, but it was kind of more of like an ancillary. We weren't necessarily driving a lot of traffic there. Uh, the members knew that if they were out of town or um, if they had to take their son or daughter to an out of town, you know, basketball or a gymnastics tournament, they knew that they could stream into the services. So like most churches, we had to pivot on the dime and, um, if you will, develop this online experience. And so our first approach was more so the worship experience. And uh, since that time, we've expanded to not just YouTube Live, but also Facebook Live. We also um, provide our worship experiences on our mobile app. And so people can also watch the worship experience on our mobile app. And then we've also, now we're on the radio, uh, 102.5 FM here in the local uh, Metro Atlanta area uh, at 9 a.m. So our initial approach was to get people plugged into worship and then into our discipleship groups. And so 
I can say more or wait later if you want. Yeah, oh, we'll have plenty to talk about. So, um, but just how pastoral of you to do worship first. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> we, we do, worship was really the first on-ramp. Um, and I love the way you describe it because it really was just that if you're out of town, you know, we got this thing and it's not a big deal. And overnight it became, this is the only way that we can gather. And that's that really true. does change people's perspective on it. So that's a, that's a great, that's a great, great point. Um, uh, Dr. Smith, how about you? How about a little bit about your church and, you know, what's the goal of your online streaming? Sure. Yeah. So for, first of all, I feel like I should probably connect you. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you said it a couple times. I thought you were joking, but I'm not a doctor. So no, I, was, I genuinely have it down on my notes. I'm so sorry. No, no, that's good. It's good. You can just call me Will. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm, I'm at First Redeemer Church. And so we, um, just like you guys, we have been, streaming online for, for quite a while now. Um, our church, even before I worked here, kind of had a history of televised uh, ministry, but um, we had kind of gotten away from that. And we were just, uh, our, our online presence was specifically for first time guests or new people who were new to the area to kind of get to know us or members who were out of town or, um, and couldn't make it on a Sunday. Right. So, um, so, but, but uh, uh, when we switched over in March, like everyone else, uh, and we were doing online only, we, we kind of took a step back and said, um, this has been fine. And, and like you guys said, this has been really great. But what we've been lacking is connecting people uh, with people online. And so we provide a great experience for them and we want to continue to do that. But we also want to um, meet them where they are, especially now that people are at home and there's a lot of anxiety and fear maybe. Um, we want to we meet them where they are in that kind of ministry way and say, hey, we're here for you. Uh, let's worship together. Let's hear your needs. Let's uh, talk together. And so we put some systems in place to do that uh, pretty quickly. And, uh, and that's been really pretty fun to, to watch. Uh, so we stream live on, on our website and on our mobile app and Facebook and YouTube on Sundays. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's been, that's been pretty much our experience, I guess, from, from yeah. then until now. Yeah. So first of all, uh, go big orange. Go big orange. Uh, I gotta get that in there. <laughs> go Gators. <laughs> Viewership just declined. <laughs> that's, that's okay. That is not how to get more online viewers. Right <laughs> well, Pastor Steve is up, and so he would say being a Tennessee fan is definitely the way to ruin that. But yeah. tell us a little bit about what your engagement looks like at your church. A little bit about your church and what that looks like for y'all, Steve. Well, much like these guys, um, we have been you know, streaming for, for a while now as well. I think the big question we had to ask is one of quality. I mean, coming into all of this, we were doing it, but we were doing small things like mixing the audio for the online audience. Uh, camera angles were really built for those in the room, not for those watching on a screen or, uh, or a cell phone or an iPad. And so we really had to start looking towards some of those things and how do we improve that? And then answer the second temptation, because like many of the churches that are probably watching this, you're now back doing in-person worship services, which means that you start focusing back in the room again and stop thinking about what about those that are still viewing online? Yeah. And what about our resources that way? And so we've tried to answer the question, how do we keep a quality online and a quality in the room at the same time? Some of that's technical. Um, Will probably knows a lot more of the technical answers than, than I would. I'm, I'm just the guy up front teaching the Bible. I don't have any idea about the kind of cameras we use or any of those kinds of things. But I can tell you, um, pastorally, 
it's been trying to help our people in the room remember that much of their church family is still outside of the room. And so we do small things like when we start a worship service, we say we want to say hello to everybody in the room, but also remember everybody else online. In fact, if you're in the room, put your hands together and let's welcome those who are joining us online as well so that everybody remembers we're one church in this experience together and uh, we kind of feel like we're united in that moment. Um, so I know we're going to get into kind of how the, the process works, that kind of thing. But just so you know what we use, uh, we do a church online platform, uh, the same things that the guys at Live Church do. We love that because it's highly interactive. It allows us to host services. Uh, and then we do Facebook, and we do Facebook, again, because it's highly interactive. We can have people interact with those that are viewing and call them by name and tell them that we're glad that we're there. So uh, we're, that's our goal. We're just trying to go high engagement, high interaction when it comes to our online experiences. So, yeah. And that's, and that's great. So um, one thing that's common, uh, common thread there is that you kind of have a starting place of what online streaming looks like. So you start with the cell phone, everybody starts with the cell phone and they got a camera and they can hit go. And then it's, do I have internet? Do I have a camera? Do I have audio? Do I have no, now where does that go? Okay. It's Facebook. Well, could it also be this? So church online is a great resource. And we mentioned that in the, in the article too, because, it is a free, incredible resource where somebody can say, I accepted Christ. How, how can I pray with you? Um, in fact, I'm encouraging some churches to use that even over Facebook if they can drive traffic there because it is so friendly to the engagement because this is all about the person. And, and at the end of this, we're really trying to talk to another human at the end of the camera, not just a show. It's not just a production. It's not just something that uh, we can do. Um, it's something that can impact the kingdom and we can do that. We have churches that um, are, are talking to us about how people are watching in different states and giving. You know, it's not just a matter of did we see a, a hundred people. And um, this is a disclaimer in the middle of this to say that that number that we all see on Facebook is not the right number. I think most people have figured that out. Uh, it's somewhere in there is the truth. Uh, but that number if fluctuates and, and, and all those kind of things. So uh, to have a church that says, you know, we run 30 on Sunday morning, we're streaming and we have a decent camera and decent audio. Um, and we have church we have a person in Florida who wants to join our church, watch us online and they're sending their tithe to our church. I mean, that's very possible, right guys? Like that's not, that's not something that's made up or, or the one-off. And so that's why we're using the word on campus. We're using that online campus. It's just like your main campus. What does that experience look like when you walk through your church? We want to, we want to have that online. Um, so, uh, Dr. Emery, uh, yes, tell, tell us a little bit about what you're doing to, to train people or what that experience, uh, looks like just kind of shifting to more of those volunteers, you know, are you currently training, uh, volunteers? What does that look like, um, and leadership and those kind of things? Sure. Sure. So we are, uh, we're uh, fortunate and blessed to have a, a team, a media team, um, who are, uh, we had a hybrid model. We had some who were volunteers who kind of worked our cameras, uh, during the, in-person worship experiences. Uh, we were, but we also have a paid group uh, who does like our video announcements. And uh, we were actually uh, broadcasting on the TV as well on our AIB uh, TV, a local uh, Metro Atlanta station prior to COVID. So we were blessed to have um, that, those two groups in place. However, our volunteers really waned. Uh, once COVID hit, people were very cautious and careful about coming out and so we had to fully rely on that paid group uh, to really kind of do our video production, post-production, et cetera. 
And, uh, but however, um, Green Forest, fortunate to have uh, uh, some associate ministers who were really tech savvy, just on their own, just with their own things they were doing, whether it was fun things or kind of ministry related. And so I tapped into them. We have uh, 52 associate ministers, but there were two that really showed a lot of interest and acumen. And uh, one is paid, one is volunteer. And so they became, if you will, our online pastors. And, um, and they have done a great job of kind of uh, welcoming people into the space, um, you know, prayer requests, things that sort. So kind of have had a five-fold approach. First thing we wanted to do is try to connect people with Christ. And so as our viewers were watching, connecting with Christ, uh, the second was trying to get them to connect with our congregation. Um, and so, uh, listen, we I would love to be your virtual pastor. We'd love to be your virtual church. And this is a true story. Uh, my, my late grandmother uh, was sick, um, was towards the end of life for the last year. My mother goes back to South Florida, where I'm originally from. She, my mother had moved here to Atlanta, but goes back for a year, but stayed plugged into what was going on at Green Forest. And so just by virtue of her being in South Florida and having loved ones and friends kind of just checking on her, asking about my brothers and I, she would tell them, oh, well, you know, Emory's pastor in church in Atlanta Green Forest. And so my mother kind of, if you will, becomes uh, an evangelist, a missionary, kind of directing traffic to our church. Before you know it, she was able to kind of get her friends to start like, you know, viewing and started sending tithes and things of that sort. And so my mother, believe it or not, uh, retired, was the biggest advocate for me to be an on, to realize that my audience extended beyond just Metro Atlanta. She's like, listen, remember, and she would kind of call the role of her close friends, listen, they're watching every week, they're sending their tithes. And so when you do your invitation or kind of, so, uh, and still to this day, she is the one uh, <laughs> out of the thousands of members and leaders and things of that sort, she's the one who reminds me, remember, you have an audience much bigger. So that's been uh, kind of helpful. But our fivefold approach, connect with Christ, connect with our congregation. Then we connect them, if you will, to a care group. That's our deacon family ministry. Uh, so we have, we connect them to a deacon family ministry. Uh, we connect them to a, um, our, a class. And so that's our Sunday school model. And uh, Green Forest is a big uh, Christian education kind of driven church. And uh, so we have 120 classes pre-COVID. And so small groups, if you will. And so we've, um, I'll share a little bit later, kind of what we're doing with that. And then, uh, and then we try to connect them to one of our core ministries. How might they uh, utilize their gifts? So, uh, so that's, that's what we've been doing. And, um, you know, of course, I can say that, what is this, uh, six months into the pandemic? But, I mean, this was, for anybody who's watching, uh, I do not want to pick, paint to romanticize or rose of a picture. Trust me, it was incremental. It was trial and error. Yeah. Uh, it was, hey, this works, this doesn't work. This works for that group, but this doesn't work for this group. And so uh, kind of six months in, uh, we've been able to develop some semblance of an infrastructure. But trust me, we're still trying to figure this thing out. So that's kind of what, what we've done. Yeah, and that's, yeah, so it's interesting that you say trial and error. And um, Pastor Steve, I'm going to send this to you. But, but with trial and error with volunteers, right? So sometimes it's going to work great. And sometimes right. it goes off the rails and you can't always, uh, even if you pay somebody that's still going to go off the rails sometimes. And so, um, especially with online streaming, it's not that it's perfect every week, but it's that we're, we're, we're working towards that, you know, how do right. we get there? And uh, if it makes you feel good, you know, live church, uh, dot TV still messes up their audio some, some weeks. And so right. it doesn't matter how much you pay or what you have, you can do that. But, 
but talk a little bit about the volunteers and equipping them and, and making them feel like part of the team too. Yeah, well, absolutely. I think PJ, what she just said is so important, man. I think there's, you know, there's weeks for all of us that you walk away from a service and you're like, I think I'm just going to crawl into a dark hole somewhere. <laughs> we should all quit. Somebody ever should go to somebody else's church, you know? So you just got to know you're going to have weeks like that. Even if you have, you know, like you said, church of 10,000 and a full staff that does this, or it's a small church and you're doing it on the iPhone and you got a couple of volunteers helping out, you're going to have those moments. But, you know, for us, here's kind of what we've tried to do in the way of, of training. We really treat this, in many ways, like we would almost a first impression ministry for our volunteers. You know, we're trying to help them understand that what they're doing in the front lines is just like opening up the front doors of the church. What they're doing is just like the person helps them find to a seat and gets them comfortable, makes them sure that they understand what all the resources that are available to them. And so the goal for our folks is we're trying to help them understand when they interact with this person, they're trying to get them from online to offline and it's a long ramp and it doesn't happen immediately but that's the goal to go from online to offline and so the first way that we do that is we're training our folks to engage and so whenever somebody jumps on to one of our um, our broadcasts via facebook or either church online through fbca.com which is our website um, they're going to try and say hello to that person make sure that they say we're glad that you're here they're going to interact during the sermon. They're going to go ahead and put up different passages of scripture, a key point, those kinds of things. They're also, and here's a, here's a really valuable thing, in that Facebook broadcast, they're going to pin that e-connect card right to the top to make sure that it stays up there the whole time, that if anybody ever wants to talk, and then throughout the service, they'll keep on referring to it and say, hey, you want to talk, go to fbca.com slash hope, fill up the card, we'll be right there with you. Or they'll open up opportunities to pray using that church online, which, PJ, you talked about earlier there. So they're going to try and continually bring that up. And then we're, as we're pushing people toward that Connect card, I know guys are feeling like, man, nobody's ever using my Connect card. I mean, I'm getting like nobody in the last three or four weeks. But here's what we've learned. It's the long game, okay? For most of the folks that we've talked to have had online ministries and been doing this long before COVID, they're saying, hey, it takes six to nine months before an online attender who's never been to your church before will give you the first piece of information. Yeah. And that's been our experience. But here's why we shouldn't give up, because we're now about to crest the six-month mark of doing online broadcasts widely as churches. And I'll tell you, um, it's been amazing. The last few weeks, we've started getting our stride of people indicating their salvation and giving us information not just clicking a box, but telling us their names. We were just able to baptize our first online attender. And the first time they showed up was the first time they came to our church to be baptized. And these are the kinds of things that not only is it exciting for us to see that, but then we share that with our church family. And it really does help them to see the value of having an online location, an online campus. So a couple other things that we do, we train our volunteers. If we can get information from them, we're going to send a Bible to every person. Um, that, that logs on. And so we've got Greg Laurie's um, kind of New Believers Bible that we send out. It's a great resource. And then we're really pushing people towards, hey, worship with us. If you're out of the area, we'll find a good church for you in your area. We've done that even um, down in Florida. We found a couple of good churches to plug people into. Um, or if they are local, we're telling them, come to worship. Or we're actually about to change our group strategy. For the fall, we're sending all of our groups to off-campus in homes, in parks, uh, different public gathering places. And we're trying to encourage those that are online, hey, 
maybe you're not ready to come through the doors, but maybe you'll try a group. And so we're encouraging people that way as well. So we're doing that. One final word I'd say about training um, for your volunteers, make sure that you train them like you would any decision counselor in your church. Because the reality is someone's going to say to them, I need to talk to somebody and they need to be ready to articulate the gospel. They need to be ready to ask the right kinds of questions to point people to the right resources. So we've taken those that are hosting online and try to do some decision counseling training with them so that they're ready for those conversations when they happen. Man, and that's the alignment part, you know, of this whole conversation is I want it to be like this experience. And so how do we, how do we make it, you know, adapt it? We have to adapt it a little bit like the card, the connect card. It's great to, you know, it is a long game. We want people to be there. We want to, we want to be present. We want to engage them in chats. We want those things to be full. We want them to know that this is active. This isn't just a video. This is an actual experience. And so, um, man, I loved everything you had to say, Pastor G. That was, that was fantastic. Um, thank you for sharing all those things. And, and where I, I was sharing this story with y'all just before we got on, but I'm going to go for it because that's what when you know, preachers do. We just get excited. So uh, we, we were new in the pandemic, and we had not been able to visit anywhere because everywhere was closed. And through a chat just saying I'm new to the area, uh, had a church that reached out to me. A person reached out to me. Uh, connected with my wife and we were able to get connected with that family and they've become really good friends and we never met in church we know we know their church and they go to that church we had not gone and we just went this past sunday for the first time as a family so for four months uh, our only connection with them was through a chat and so it works uh, real relationships work that way and it just takes dedicated people to follow up with it so will tell me a little bit about you know, those, those things, but also the structure at your church, you know, what's your role? Um, how do you organize um, everything around streaming, uh, especially with volunteers, but just in general? Sure. Yeah. So um, the way that our church is structured, so we've got a, um, a production and, and department that kind of handles the output of the video presentation part of the live stream, right? So uh, we have a video director and a media director and they are doing kind of the technology piece. I kind of have my hands in that a little bit as lighting and scenic designer and that kind of thing, but, um, but they kind of handle the video piece. And then I handle on the back end of that, um, taking the video and, and distributing it, right? So um, part of my job is to make sure that we're out on our social media channels, that um, on our website is working, you know, those types of things, the technology piece of that. And, and what falls into that is managing the online experience for um, people who are watching. So uh, when COVID started, um, it was pretty much just me, <laughs> like uh, working on the online experience. You know, I mean, we have, we have a ton of team of people, but I was activating the stream. I was kind of monitoring it for uh, anything that needed to be monitored for, you know, questions or concerns or anything like that. Um, and, and doing a couple other things. And pretty quickly we found, in order to do this really well, we need to bring on extra people. And so um, what we did actually was we went back through our uh, previous online experiences and found the like three or four people who were already active, who were saying like they were commenting, they were engaged. And we said, you know what, these people already have a relationship online. Why don't we, why don't we try to pull them in and get them to be a, a more officially an online host? And so, um, and so we did that and we, and we trained them. And what that training looked like for us was 
I just kind of sat down and we said, look, here are the things that we want to accomplish. We recognize that on a, on a given Sunday, we have two major groups of people who are watching online. We have those who are already engaged in our church, but are watching online because COVID, you know, and then we have those who are new to our church who are seeing it for the first time because all these people who are engaged are now watching it online and sharing it with their friends or because they stumbled across us or whatever it is, right? And so what we wanna do with those two types of people, we wanna encourage and equip the engaged people to be able to share it, to be able to feel like they had a church experience, right? They want, we want them to be challenged spiritually. Uh, we want them to engage in discussion just like they would in the hallways of a church or in their small group or something like that. And then, and then our newer folks, uh, we wanted to make sure that we let them know that, hey, we know you're here. We love you. We want to engage you. So, um, so we took some specific steps. We trained our people to, kind of like Steve said, to interact with everyone. It doesn't matter if you know them, if you don't know them, if you look at their profile picture and you're like, or you know, whatever it is, right? But, but you get all kinds of people online, but everyone's valuable to us, to God, and so, uh, and so we wanted to make sure that, uh, that we were engaging everybody. We, we kind of have a policy that we like or react or comment in some way to every post online. Um, and, then, and then if we need to take it to like a private message, obviously we would do that. But, um, but one of the big things that's been really helpful in training our volunteers is we actually every week produce a, um, a document for our online host team. A lot of people probably do this, but we have on there, I, I give them specific kind of pre-worded um, text for the programmed moments of our service, like giving, you know, or like when we welcome people, things that we want to kind of make sure we tell people, hey, here's how you can give. Or if you made a decision for, for Jesus' salvation decision today, like here's, here's your next step. So we pre-word those and we give them to our host to copy and paste. Um, and that kind of takes a little bit of, pressure off of them to feel like they have to have the right words to say. Yeah. Um, and so we, so we kind of stepped back and, and we found that they were a little intimidated by that, uh, by trying to come up with the right things, which is why we worded that. And then we give them, you know, the order of worship every Sunday um, so that they know what's coming up next. What do I need to, they're not just kind of reacting live. They kind of have a plan um, and we give them sermon notes. So they know the, the main kind of theme of the day. And so, um, and so giving our volunteers those three things allowed them to have the freedom to just kind of interact and be themselves with people online. Yeah. Well, okay. I saw, I, I saw Pastor Steve make notes and I saw <laughs> Pastor Emery going into his old chats going, I'm going to go get those people. So uh, you did, nothing is new under the sun. So basically what you did was the, the person you made eye contact with, you asked them to lead. So that's just what Baptists have been doing for years. That's what we do. So, so this is this is the equivalent of that. But man, that is such a sharp idea to find the guys that are uh, and, and ladies that are already engaged and say, mm -hmm. "You're you're really great at this," because it could be a person that's never gonna to say, "Hey, I'd love to do this." Right. But they're already doing it, and you go, "Hey, you're already doing it." Now here's your tools, and that sheet of paper is such a smart idea. Um, and that scales all the way down to every size church. Pastor, if you're, if you're doing your, your sermon notes on Sunday and you have one volunteer in the back of the room with the camera, they can go in and they can have these stock things to go ahead and place in there. So, I mean, it really is scalable ideas that you're given, and I think that's fantastic. So um, to kind of uh, land, land the, the plane a little bit, um, one thing I love about this conversation is that we're talking about people. 
and we're talking about processes and planning, and technology is just a vehicle for that. That's never changed throughout history. Uh, Paul did that when he wrote letters. So there's nothing new about using technology to advance the gospel because it's about people. And so the last thing is I would love every one of y'all to chime in a little bit and, and give a next level advice. You know, what's a caution? What's an advice? Um, something that wants to ramp up their efforts. We've talked about how that starts in one place and that increases over time. And so, you know, what's, what's a piece of advice or warning that you would have for them? Um, Pastor Emery, you can go first. Sure, absolutely. So I would say uh, my advice would be pay, be patient, uh, be patient. And so, um, so being that I pastor predominantly um, African-American church, uh, we know that COVID has adversely impacted our community and other, in, other, in ways that it has not other cultures. So we're still online and uh, you probably find most African-American congregations around the country are still 100% virtual and many don't plan on going back in until 2021. So I, I would say to all pastors, whether you're in, you know, on campus, online, to be patient. And I'll tell you a scripture that God used really to help center me um, is, as we know, they're saying that it's going to be at least 18 months, you know, maybe even two years before we get a vaccine or some sort of serum, et cetera. And so uh, when you get a chance, I will say to the person who's viewing uh, to take a look at Acts chapter 28, verses 30 and 31, to make it real simple, the last two verses in the book of Acts, the very last two verses in the book of Acts. And Paul was on house arrest. And the Bible says that for two years, uh, Paul, while on house arrest, did ministry from his home. He preached the gospel. People came and heard the word. And so the Holy Spirit really helped to settle within me that, uh, that we may be in this for at least two years. And if Paul could figure out how to do ministry from the house, um, that, that, was, that has been my biblical uh, foundation. And so I've encouraged, so for myself, I've found a way to turn my uh, dining room table, kitchen table, office, to my pulpit, to my classroom, you know, if you will, to my small group space. Um, and so, so I'll say this is that I, to every pastor or leader, be patient. And I'll just conclude with this. If you look at Acts 2, the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit falls, it was in the house. So they were all in the same house. And so what I, the revelation I gained through this period is if you look at the book of Acts, it begins at what God does in the house. It ends with what God does in the house. And so the revelation that, that I would offer is that maybe the next move of God or what God is doing right now is what he does in the house. And so, uh, so Acts being that blueprint for the church, I would say be patient. And so if you're virtual for two years or we're in this pandemic for two years, be like Paul, find a way to get it done. So he didn't say, well, I'll wait, you know, I'll wait till the church or the temple opens back up. I'll pick up where I left off. The, the guy found a way for two years to get it done from the house. So I pushed my leaders. I pushed myself. Hey, we're going to get it done from the house. And uh, so it's worked with us. We've seen a lot of membership engagement. Giving is at, at incredible levels, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So be patient. And uh, for two years, Paul figured out how to do it from the house. Well, that's how you earned the DR in the name there. So man, <laughs> that, that is a strong word, Pastor, and I loved it. And um, 
Man, that is just, it's really good. I can see the fire emoji showing up in uh, the chat right now, um, which is also another shout out for, um, we try to give away swag every time we do one of these. And so if you're watching with us, go ahead and write in there, just, you know, fire emoji works. And uh, and we enter you in to, to give you some swag. So um, Pastor Steve, uh, maybe a, a final word from you, uh, um, uh, advice, those kinds of, I'm sorry, you have to follow, you know, Dr. Emery there. That's, that's, yeah, that's, but, that's okay. what, what, what do you got for us? I, well, I know I'm going to preach Acts 28, verse 30 through 31 this Sunday, so I'm excited about that, but uh, yes, no, that was a great, great word. Um, you know, I, I'd say, let me give uh, two words of caution and one word of advice. I, I'd say, I'll start with the caution. I think one is, just remember, just like at any other point, if somebody does give you a piece of information, they're essentially saying, please contact me. So rapid response is so important. So if somebody is sending you something on a Sunday, don't wait till Wednesday to reach out to them, okay? Like same day, if you can, get back with them and make sure that you're making great contacts right now. Um, and then the other thing I'd say, other word of caution, and likely if you're watching this, it's probably not you, but you've probably heard this and don't be discouraged by it. But some people are going to tell you that those people that are not in the room are not real. These numbers don't really count. That the online viewership is not really a real thing. But don't buy that narrative. Remember what Will said earlier in this conversation. These are real flesh and blood people who are made in the image of God. And the Lord is using this medium to reach them right now. And he's given us a stewardship of ministering to these families. So, so don't, don't buy that narrative that if they're not showing up, they're not real. They are. And they're coming to you for hope right now. And the word of advice I'd give is, is that we all need to get a better playbook. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but for the first couple of months, we just tried to make it up on our own and we'd call other people who were also making it up on their own. And, and, you know, that's, that's a way of doing it. Sure. But I'll tell you something that's been very important for us is we stumbled upon Jay Cranda, who is the online pastor at Saddleback. And he's already thought about most of the conversations we're having. Like how do you transition somebody from online to offline? What does group life look like? How do you put together a better experience? So jcranda.com is an excellent resource. I encourage you to subscribe to the blog, read everything that he's got, read his eBooks. They're all phenomenal. And as we look forward where we're going to try to step this thing up, we're trying to rip off as much as we possibly can from him and figure out how to make it our own and go from there. So Jay Cranda, I can't recommend it highly enough. Yeah, what a great resource. And 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 somebody has already done this. You know, it, th this has been going on for uh, 10 plus years. I know that I helped start an online uh, media ministry about 10 years ago at a different church, and it looked very different, uh, even how we streamed back then with encoders and all the nerd side of it. It was like, I don't know what you're doing, but have fun. And, and so it's changed so much. So to have a resource like you know, a nothing church like Saddleback, you know, it'd be great to, to know what their playbook is. So that's really good. So, well, um, you know, that the, the, your background just screams that you're somewhere cool and you're cool. So um, I would love uh, to have the final word with you, friend, and, and things that y'all have learned. Yeah, you're funny. I have, I have three kind of quick, quick things. Number one, that just that we learn words of advice that we learn. So um, the first one is talk, and Steve said this, but talk to your people verbally from the stage. Um, many times people are watching while they're doing something else and they're not looking at everything on the screen. So if you're throwing a graphic up or, or something like that, they might miss it. But we make a point every Sunday to say at the end of our message, hey, if you made a decision for Christ, if you're on this medium, here's how you tell us. If you're on this medium, here's how you tell us. If you're on this medium, 
here's how you tell us and we have people kind of ready. So um, people are listening. People are also watching, but they're listening first, right? So, um, so make sure that you, that you speak to them and you acknowledge them. Uh, the second thing I have is, is this is super practical. Uh, this is, um, we learned this is that two hosts on a service is better than one. Because, and here's why is because no one likes to be the only one doing something. So if you put a host online and say, Hey, engage people in chat, they're going to be like, Ooh. but if you put a host online and say, Hey, I want you to engage people. And by the way, we have Susie over here and she's going to, she's going to be with you and you guys can interact and automatically, you know, you're talking to somebody who's going to interact and that interaction will spur other interaction, which will spur other interaction. So create it yourself. And that will, that will become organic over time. Um, and then the third thing is just start small. If you're like, like, listen, I'm intimidated by technology or whatever, whatever it is, right? Just pick one platform. Just say, here's what I'm going to do this Sunday. I'm going to put my two friends on that one platform and say, just see what happens. And then create a culture of evaluation where you're just saying what worked. Let's not, let's do that again. What didn't work. Let's don't do that again. How can we change it? And, uh, and just adapt and adapt and adapt and learn and, and then, um, you'll be surprised in three weeks, four weeks, six months, where you where you are. That you're saying, how do we even get here? And it's because you learned it little by little. You don't have to have it figured out when you start. Yeah. So. Well, the kingdom of heaven is worth it, and so yeah. I hope that the pastors that are joining us today um, really were able to to take something out of all of those. I mean, a lot of these ideas just scale up and down to any size church and any size volunteer or paid team. And so I hope that was an encouragement. We get to do this because of the cooperative program here in Georgia. Um, and so we want to thank all of our churches for supporting that so that we can be here to support other churches. We have discipleship consultants in six regions, and we get to do this. We get to go help people, and we get to, to, to be a teammate um, as we're doing strategies that are like this and, and other ones. So thank you all for being on the, the podcast, the video cast, the live stream, uh, all the different ways that we're doing this now today and uh, rock stars, all of them. Go ahead and uh, chat them uh, in the box there and you can bug every single one of them. And uh, I'm sure they'd love to get back with you. So gentlemen, thank you for your time today. We appreciate it and y'all have a good one. All right. Thanks again.